Greetings and salutations. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. You are tuning in to the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. As always, I want to thank everybody for always tuning in. Um, you can find me on all um, streaming platforms, whether it is Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, um, TuneIn, Breaker, um, you name it, man, we're, we're there. So uh, just check us out there. But you can also please do me a great favor and and look at us on our um, social media platforms, which is on Instagram. It is the black B-O-U-J-E-E podcast. That is the black and bougie podcast. Um, you can find us there and you can also find us on Facebook at the JW podcast known as the black and bougie experience. Type in any of that and you'll be able to find us there. But do me a, a, a great favor. Hit like, hit follow, share it. Um, show some love to the platform. I would appreciate it um, with all of my heart. So I appreciate that. Um, so here we are. We are at episode number 48. That's right. Episode number 48. Two episodes away from a fitty piece. It is serious. 50 episodes over the last year and a couple of months. And I cannot thank you enough. Um, for rocking with me for this long, 48 episodes in, um, and counting, um, that is not just me. I am not the only one, um, that has reached this accomplishment It is because of you, um, that I'm still here talking that talk, talking what I talk. I appreciate you, um, beyond belief. Um, you have, you have helped me to grow, um, find my voice and hear my own voice in my head. So I appreciate that, um, with all that was, that is within me. So here we are episode number 48. And you know, one of the things that I have done and I enjoy doing right now is really understanding what the number means. And I've told you this before, but I'm going to share one more time. Um, I actually, I come up with the episode, I come up with the content then I go back and I take a look and say, what does the actual number represent? If we go in and kind of Google degree ourselves um, with our Google degree, Google degree and understand what the number means. And so this is what I found for um, the number 48 and what it means. Number 48 appears in your experience again and again. Know that your hard work is about to richly rewar be rewarded. Number 48 also denotes that you will be receiving the rewards of your hard work. Many kinds of blessings will start coming into your life and it will be very abundant and prosperous period. That's so dope. I'm gonna read it again. Number 48 appear in your experience again and again. Know that your hard work is about to richly be rewarded. Number 48 also denotes that you will be receiving the rewards of your hard work. Many kinds of blessings will start coming into your life and it will be a very abundant and prosperous period. Mm. So uh, I, I love to say to see how this actually just ties in um, to the actual name of the episode and what it represents. And it does. And, and hopefully you will um, be abundantly rewarded as you listen to 
um, this episode. And this episode has been inspired 100 um, percent by an artist that I, I listened to as he dropped um, a song and a visual um, a few days ago, and it was Kendrick Lamar, and it was The Heart Part 5. And I took a couple of lyrics from his song, and the lyrics kind of represent where we're going to go, and you'll then you'll understand why the episode is named what it is. Um, and here are the, the lyrics that I pulled out. I want, I want, I want, but I want you to want me to. Listen to that again. I want want I want but I want you to want me to I do this for my culture I want to represent for us another peer has been executed history repeats itself again as I bleed through these speakers hear my presence yeah. as I read it it even makes it um, um, clearer as to why this episode is so important. So what is this episode called? Well, this episode quite simply is called For the Culture. Episode number 48 of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience is called For the Culture. And well, you'll, I'm not gonna get into it yet, but I'm gonna start um, with the definition because it helps us to clarify things when we when we hear it in the black and white. And I'm gonna start with the definition of culture. And I'm gonna start with culture in the sense of what I'm speaking about, but I'm also gonna read um, the biology definition because that really, really hits home. So, so just kind of humor me for a moment, culture. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Secondly, it says, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social groups. And this is when I was like, wow, you know what, everything always ties in. But from a biology standpoint, it says, maintain in conditions suitable for growth. Biology says, maintain in conditions suitable for growth. And I'm like, wow, man, this is like, this is real. Like this is, this is really, really serious. Um, and sometimes when I come up with these episodes, and when I come up with the, um, the content, I actually don't know just how impactful it is until I actually record it and then listen to it myself and know that it's a right now message. So what if we treated our culture like it was a corporate culture? You know, we've, we've all heard about corporate organizations but let's define what does that mean to have a, a culprit culture? Well, it's defined in the black and white as shared values, attitudes, standards, and beliefs that characterize members of an organization and define its nature. 
as an organization's goals, strategies, structure, and approaches to labor, customers, investors, and the greater community. I got to read that again. Shared values, attitudes, standards, and beliefs that characterize members of an organization and define its nature as an organization's goals, strategies, structure, and approaches to labor, customers, and investors in the greater community. If we were to follow this model, we would support each other and not discount <laughs> or ask to discount the culture. Because the culture is just that important. What is the culture? Well, the culture is us. The culture is our people. The culture is this, this mobile unit of people that are pushing together a narrative and creating legacy and legacy wealth um, beyond measure. That's, that's how I define it. That is not in the black and white. That is um, bougie basics 101. So if we were to follow this model, we would support each other and not discount it. That is what's important. We wouldn't discount the culture or ask it for a discount or ask it for freebies. So, you know, I, you know, I love my Marvel references. Um, and there's this one, you know, the, the one movie that's come out right now from Marvel is um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That could be a whole series of episodes by itself. But the Scarlet Witch is, is kind of the, the, the anti-hero. I don't want to call her a villain, but she's the anti-hero in this movie. And she is one who practices chaos magic. So you may ask, what is chaos, chaos magic? Well, chaos magic in the Marvel sense is something that manipulates, warps, and reconstructs the fabric of existence and reality to the user's very whims and brings about total destruction to the cosmos. Chaos, which is complete disorder and confusion. So, you know, sometimes, and, and, and why is this important? And why are you talking about this? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, we're shooting for this thing. You know, it's very popular to say, you know, we're shooting for, you know, for black girl magic and, and black boy joy. But, you know, what happens is really instead, you know, we get this chaos magic, which is something that is that brings about total destruction um, and confusion and chaos. Only confusing and warping um, and manipulating for its own wants and needs and actually destroying what we are trying to build. See, I have to tell you this, I love my culture and I want what's best for it. And by wanting the best, I believe we should help build it. Well, when we build it, what do we need? We need finances um, and to be at our very best. Not discounts, not chaos, which is destruction and freebies. We find ways to include the culture in arenas that they may not normally have access to. I guess that's the best way to say it. And guess what? It's not just when, when it fits our needs. 
Because, you know, a lot of people will say, man, I'm for the culture. Well, for the culture doesn't mean when it only fits you. It's for the culture, not just you. You know, it's putting the play together for the best outcome for all parties. And that does not always mean a discount. You know, um, I had a good friend of mine. <laughs> he has a business. And uh, he, he, every time he comes up or he sees a saying or a, a something that touches him, he puts it on a T-shirt. And one of the things he puts on a T-shirt was, he says, being black does not mean free. It does not mean that you actually get it for free. How can we build the culture up if we don't have anything in the bank? So why is this message so important? Well, you got to remember, we are an upwardly mobile and progressive people. That means we move in progression. The culture has to move in progression. Well, what is progression? It, the progression is the process of developing or moving gradually towards a more advanced state. And we can't do that by discounting the quality and the work of the culture. So now here's the flip side of that. If you're going to provide a product or service and you want the culture to help you build a business foundation, it has to be quality and reside in the land of excellence. Know when we are starting up, everything is not going to be perfect. Like I know that, like it is not, not gonna be A1 as soon as it comes out. But the end product and the result has to be ready for the market. You can't always say, well, you know, I'm a startup, you know, you know, this is off and that's off. No, if you're putting the product or the service out and you're asking people to pay for it, it has to be ready for the market that you're shooting for. You know, you can't be Neiman Marcus with a Dollar Tree execution. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, they come out and they're like, man, this is quality and this is this. And then all of a sudden it's not. It's Dollar Tree execution unless that's what you're actually going for. You're going for that type of product in that market. But you can't say that we're reaching this high level, but your execution is Dollar Tree. Like you can't. <laughs> you, you know, this stuff, it, 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 it kind of tickles me as, I, as I'm talking about it. Um, you can't expect the culture to support a needless markup. You can't be charging X XXXX for the product and it's just marked up needlessly no backing behind it shouldn't cost what it cost and just expect the culture to back it the same way when we do charge X and the in the product and the service is to that level you also can't expect not to pay for it because you wouldn't do that when you walk into Whole, Whole Foods and the product is for an apple, it's $4.99 a pound. But then when you go into your regular, normal, local grocery store, it's $2.99 a pound. 
you go into to Whole Foods and you have an expectation that apple's gonna cost five ninety nine a pound. You walked into you walked into Whole Foods. That is what it is, and that's what you're going to expect. Why don't we do the exact same thing for our culture? Why do we have this expectation? Because it's for the culture that is for the free. It's not. Or because it's for the culture, it's for the discount. It's not. If we're trying to build up stock and we're trying to build up some wealth in the bank, how can we do that? If you're always expecting it at a certain level that's less than anything else that you would pay for. for see, for me and everything I do, I try to promote excellence. And this is not just for me. It's for us. Some people are waiting for your success and some are waiting for your failure. But the failure, unfortunately, is not just yours alone. See, the world sometimes groups us all together. And that's not fair, but that's just what happens. They, they put us all in groups. Because we're all black, this is the way we are. Because we're all Muslim, this is the way that we are. Because we're all white or Spanish, this is just the way we are. And that's unfair because we're not monolithic. We don't all just move as one as one unit. And see, when you fail, that failure is, although unjustified, it's placed on the entire culture. That's why sometimes when I'm moving and shaking, I sometimes have this, this stress or this tightness or this weight that's on my shoulders because I know I'm not just moving for myself. In every move that I move, they're looking and seeing what other black man is moving like that. What other black person is moving like that? What other Muslim is moving like that? Because that's who and what I am. So then they sometimes they say, oh, well, I know one. Well, he moves in this way. Sometimes it works in the culture's favor and sometimes it doesn't. And that's something that we have to understand. So let's move the culture of us like a corporate culture. One that has shared values, attitudes, standards, and beliefs. One that exudes excellence. That's what you have to do. You've got to exude excellence in everything that you do. Here we go. We've got some, some real-time revelation. You know, this has been happening a lot lately. Um, but when it happens, I just have to say it. Don't delight in your culture's failure and think that's a window for you to rise. I have no idea why that, that's, that's what's coming out of my mind right now, but obviously it's, it's a revelation that needed to be revealed right now for us. I don't want you to be a cultural opportunist. Ooh. I like that. A cultural opportunist. Let me actually look up what is the definition of, of opportunist. Hold on one second. You know, when the real-time um, revelation happens, I've, I've got to look for it. Opportunist. A person who exploits circumstances to gain an immediate advantage rather than being guided by consistent principles or plans. 
me read that again, and I'm talking about cultural opportunist. But opportunist means a person who exploits circumstances to gain an immediate advantage rather than being guided by consistent principles or plans. See, if we're moving the culture like a culture, uh, a, a corporation, there's opportunity for all of the parties in that organization. But if we have an opportunist mindset, then we're only going to look for chaos in hopes of our own personal gain. Damn, that's real time revelation. See if I can remember exactly how I said that. As I said, if we have an uh, opportunist mindset, you're only going to look for chaos in hopes of personal gain. Yeah. Message to myself. Surround yourself with cultural enhancers and not opportunists. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody around me is somebody that wants to enhance the culture and they don't want to just look for opportunities for self. Man, that is, that's real time right there for real. And you know what's, a, what's so important about that? And I hope this, and this is probably something we've either all seen, we've all witnessed, or we've all actually done it ourselves. When we are for the culture, right? Because that's something that we all say now. It's very popular to say for the culture. But if you really, really understand what that, that means and the weight that something like that and what it stands for, it's bigger than just us. It's for the actual culture. It's for a collective of people. It's for the black and bougie. It's for a powerful and upwardly mobile people. And we've got to just stop using these words and phrases and not understanding what they really, really mean. You got to chill with that. Because once you start saying these things and and you say it just for self and you don't understand that it's for a greater good, then you've lost the whole definition of the word. I want, I want, to, I want to read again what a corporate culture means. It's defined, it's defined as a shared values, attitudes, standards, and beliefs that characterize members of an organization and define its nature as an organization goals, strategies, structure, and approaches to labor, customers, investors, and the greater community. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's for all of us. It's to move this thing called culture forward 100%. So what's the call to action for this? What is the actual homework? Well, if you can remember in past episodes when I asked you to look at your last 10 to 15 text messages, I'm gonna ask you to do that again. 
And in those last 10 to 15 text messages, you know, you're going to have some jokes, some family check-ins, just some, some laughter in general, in general. But once you set those things to the side, I want you to look at the quality of the other messages and see if it represents cultural enhancement. Look at those text messages that you have and see if it represents cultural enhancement. And so how will you know this? Well, there's three things that I want you to look for. The attitude and the tone of the message. Is there any strategy or planning involved? And lastly, does it focus on the greater good? Does the text message focus on the greater good? You know what? Hold on here. I'm going to test this out. Hashtag not planned. <laughs> I'm going to look at my text messages right now. I am pulling this up on my phone. Now, I'm not going to, obviously, I'm going to, I'm going to read totally what the messages are, but I'm going to give you the gist of what they are. Okay. So one of the messages after I, after I've pushed aside laughing and joking, a couple memes and, and some other stuff that's been sent out. One message says, um, okay, it's someone is doing a health check because I was sick um, for about a week. So they're just checking on me to make sure I'm good. Second message is someone who is, okay, yeah, so this is someone that was, um, he just built a food truck and he's talking to me about how diligent he was and making sure that the timeline was complete. And the third one, okay, yeah. So this is someone that's trying to just get me engaged in negative energy. Uh, I won't go into the details, but it's, it's a negative energy text. Hashtag X. All right. So, so now what do you do with the anti-enhancement messages, like the message number three? So this is what I want you to do. I want you to send a message that tries to redirect the conversation into a lane of growth and cultural and cultural enhancement. And I want you to wait for a response. The response will let you know what you need to do and where you need to place this individual in the corporation. Cause that's what we're looking at now. I want us to look at our culture as a corporation and you know, everyone. So this disclaimer, Everyone in the, in the, in the corporation doesn't need to be terminated. <laughs> you don't got to go and just start Xing people out and terminating every single one. That's like, doesn't fit, doesn't fit the mold. Some people need to just be put on a performance plan, right? So they can, you know, and I'm going to call it a performance improvement plan, a PIP, so they can help, um, get on the right track. And if they don't get on the right track, well, that's when it leads to other disciplinary actions and they might need to be terminated. <laughs> but we're going to give them a chance first. We're going to just not going to just look and say, oh, you know what? Black and Bougie podcast told me X, 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 you're out of here. No, we're going to give them an opportunity. We're going to put them on a PIP, a performance improvement plan and get them to where they where they need to be. Why? Because this is going to help us to build up the culture. The culture is extremely important important to this ecosystem that we're in called life. 
And if you're not helping to build it, then you're doing the opposite. You're helping to take it down. Why is this so important to me? In what I do on a daily basis, in who I come in contact with on a daily basis, I've dealt with people, it's happened to me, or I've seen it to where it's just anti-culture in every sense of the word. When we're talking about the culture and for the culture and let's throw the fist up, let's get excited. Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 all of, all of these things. And in every single thing that they do is anti that. Every single thing that they do isn't in support of. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a good friend of mine that is, is, is running a business and his business is something that has a competitor that's just in the marketplace. And it's really the only one that's in that marketplace. And so every time I see someone that's doing something and it's subscribing to this other platform that is not in the culture, I shoot those people a message and I say, yo, don't forget that this person exists. Don't forget that by pouring into this, you're helping build up the culture which is in turn building up you. Selfishly, it's also helping to build you up because by building up the culture, you're building up all of us. It's not just about you, it's about the whole. So every time I see it, I'm like, yo, don't forget, this exists. There is another option that you can go into and it's another option that hits a little bit closer to home. But also, when you see someone that is representing the culture, you need to be able to go to the, those individuals and it's not really representing the culture. And you've got to be able to say something, say, yo, look, this is really not moving and shaking in the right way. This is not representing us the way it needs to represent us. And hopefully they'll take and receive that message and build back better versus getting offended. Another real-time revelation. We've got to stop getting offended. We've got to stop taking things personal to the point of destruction and then operating in chaos, which is really destroying the whole entire culture. When somebody tells me something and I take it in, and sometimes it's because they, you know, they just want to point out deficiencies, and sometimes they just want, they do want to help. I take it in. I dissect it. And I see if it is for me, but don't automatically get defensive, block it. And then you could be blocking your blessing that's coming to you by way of insight and help. Don't do that. Take it in because you're building something that's greater than just you. You are building our culture. So the next time you hear, you see, or you say for the culture, know that it represents something that's greater than just words. It is for the culture. It's for your seeds. It's for your friends. It's for your family. It's to help build us back better. I hope that this was impactful to you. I hope it's something that you, that you, um, that you thought was very helpful and that you can pass on to others. This is what the Black and Bougie podcast, which is a community, a tribe of upwardly mobile people. I hope that it's something that you see that is upwardly mobile and progressive and that can help you 
to grow our corporate culture. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the JW Podcast, known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. You have tuned into episode number 48 for the culture of the Black and Bougie Experience, um, the JW Podcast. Thank you. I look forward to speaking to you again. Stay inspired and be bougie.